0: Once more at Hamacon 2010. It's the uh, local Huntsville, Alabama anime convention, and we've got ourselves a wonderful person to talk to. Please introduce yourself.
1: Uh, my name is Micah Solusat, Although I was fairly certain you were referring to her, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I'm a voice actor for Funimation. I talk occasionally. They pay me more to stop talking.
0: So, so tell us about yourself. So. Um, Likes, dislikes. What kind of beaches, walks do you like? Um.
1: I like anime. I don't like anime. It's a love-hate relationship, really. Um. I like walks on the beach because I used to live in a in Hawaii, so very appropriate.
0: So, what do you? Let's start. What do you? What, what do you love about anime?
1: I like the creativity and just you know coming to these cons it inspires a lot of uh, imaginative words um <laughs> and uh, you know people's cosplays and and everything is, is just fantastic I, I like the uh the positive side on the downside there's a lot of tripe out there so you know you win some you lose some
2: so you do the voice of soul eater yes Evans, right H- how is that uh how was that process doing the voice for that? Were you...
1: I still don't know how I got the part. Really, at the time I had been working at Funimation for about like four months, mm-hmm. and so they called me in. I'm like, why would you call some new guy in? You know, and part of me was thinking, you know, this is the this is gonna be the first and last time you're ever gonna do something like this. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> we, we apologize for James. It's okay. It's just it's the
1: awkward like slowly. Slowly. <laughs>
0: well, so Put on the do not it. disturb thing. Okay, <laughs> thanks. I was anyway. looking out for you guys. I swear.
1: Sorry, I am such in a giggly mood right now. Um, but yeah, part of me was thinking, you know, this is gonna be the first and last time I'll get a chance to do something like this. So, mm-hmm. you know, just have fun. And I didn't know I would get cast. So, yeah.
2: So was it a lot of fun uh, being kind of a lead role?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I had played, like, a major character before yeah. but it was really cool being a part of such a, you know, popular mainstream show mm-hmm. like this, and definitely one for the, uh, a keeper on the resume. <laughs> <laughs> you,
2: uh, you say that one of the things that you liked about the, one of the things you liked about anime and everything was going to the conventions and seeing the cosplay. Yes. Have you seen a lot of cosplay of, of Soul Eater and...
1: Yes, um, when we went to New York to premiere the show, the yeah. English dub for the first time, mm-hmm. that was like that was the thing. Like they kept promoting Soul Eater like crazy, and uh-huh. you know we had like we were essentially like the things that brought people to the show. You know, and there were tons of cosplayers, and they had to cut the autograph lines. Even we went overtime, and we still had like a lot of people coming in, and they were just amazing cosplayers. Uh, there were people from. Uh, ACP, Mm -hmm. who came in and cosplayed as our characters for the voice actors, so they stood behind (laughs) us to, you know, let people know which characters we play, and we even got to voice a a cosplay skit. Like they acted it out, and the voice actors did the voices for them, which was really awesome.
2: Yeah. Oh now that now that you've been now that you've been uh, the main character of a couple of shows and especially the main character of a kind of a high profile show mm-hmm. um, do you find that you're getting more they're calling you to come in for auditions for more main characters like that has, has that opened up some doors for you or is it still too early to tell uh-huh. yet well it's kind of
1: it's one of those things where you know they are looking for new voices and I just happen to be a new voice mm-hmm. um, so they're going to call me in but at the same time you know it's just like any other acting thing you know you have to work for it and, if they think you're suited for a possible role, they'll call you in. Um, so I, I have auditions, but the, the amount of auditions that I've managed to get a role in versus the ones that I haven't, that's a, that's a
0: completely different story. Yeah. Do you do any, um, do you study any vocal acting techniques? Or do you, have any, do you take lessons, or do you ever take classes? Or
1: I got into acting in middle school, and I did some, like, small theater stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I still consider myself to be a new actor, still learning things, still learning techniques. So, uh, yeah, nothing really, like, not like the, the veterans who have been studying this in school and everything. I'm still technically studying it, but not like... right.
0: So I've noticed that you you tend to be, you seem to be uh, fond of kicking back and enjoying the convention, both as an attendee and as a guest. Yes. Sort of doing this uh, sort of low profile, oh, almost low under the class. radar stuff.
1: I, I wouldn't say under radar. Just I like to enjoy the con as a fan right. too, and you know, if people, I don't expect people to recognize me, and if they don't, it's actually cooler for me because I'm the kind of person that I rather people like to, or I'd rather people uh, admire my work rather than me. So right. Yeah, that's, that's my thing.
0: So what kind of panels do you like going
1: to? I still like going to voice actor panels, you know, <laughs> getting to hear funny stories. Um, I don't know. I haven't been to many cons, so I can't really say which ones I like going to. Um, I went to the tea one, which was really cool. Thank you. Like, my girlfriend is a big fan of tea, and she's slowly but surely getting me into tea. And I'm like, no, OK, it tastes good. <laughs> I went to this uh, Chinese restaurant, and they had this five-flower tea. Oh. oh, it was—it was like almost like drinking fruit punch. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this
2: is fantastic. Good tea is really good. Yes, <laughs> it's just they, they, they make a lot of yeah, tea. Yeah, I've had my
1: share of overbrewed green yeah. tea and oolong, and
2: that anyway. But uh, let's see. Well, you, even if you haven't been into it long, have you had any fun? Have you had any fun con stories happen yet?
1: I mean, like, the fun con stories is just me going to the con and having fun, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, not really the weird, awkward things. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, because, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly as high profile, so I don't mm-hmm. have that weird, like, obsessed... There's not enough time for me to have those obsessed fans, you know?
0: Have you started making game plans for in case you do get... started getting obsessed fans? Well,
1: part of me... The pessimist in me thinks that that's not going to happen, so I don't prepare for anything. Like you know, I don't. I'm not striving to become the super popular, famous voice actor. I just want to do what I do because it's what I love. You know, the fan. If they, the fans like it, that's fantastic. I'd love to interact with them, but other than that, I prefer staying out of the, the picture. I stay behind the mic, you know, and not be seen. And that's how I'd like to keep it. But that's just me.
0: So what do you what do you do to kick back and relax? What do you do at I'm home to chill? Um, I like playing my guitar.
1: I, okay. you know, being in Hawaii, playing some sort of stringed instrument while you're just relaxing is kind of like the image, I guess you could <laughs> say. But it's 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 kind of therapeutic, you know. You get to feel the music and and be a part of it. And to me, that's that's really relaxing.
0: So how long were you in Hawaii? Eighteen years. Also, most of it. So you're you're a recent immigrant to Texas. Yeah, <laughs> very recent. Last year.
2: Oh, why, why did you go out to Texas? Was it for Funimation? It was for
1: voice acting. They told me, you know, if mm-hmm. if you're going to get any work at all, you have to be local. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not going to cast you. So I said, okay, this is a big risk. Mm-hmm. Very risky. I'm leaving all my securities just to see if this is going to work out. But at the time, it's like, I was you know, a college student, yeah. college age, where you're not sure what you want to do with your life, so you kind of make these crazy gambles and sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't and, you know, I was just blessed enough that this did work out for me.
0: So are like, do you do the actual college dorm thing or did you just, you know, just move? Uh, What do you mean, like? I mean, like, how did you get from Hawaii to here besides just, you know? I I literally picked up all my stuff and I moved here, to Texas. Well, I know pretty much you know every voice I've ever talked to is do other jobs besides voice acting. Mm-hmm. So I know if you were actually doing doing the school thing or yeah, you actually I was doing...
1: I was going to college at the time, um, and then I moved to Texas. I I waited a year because you have to be a resident to really apply for yeah. scholarships and stuff. Um, and I intend to go back soon. Uh, okay. Once I have the funds, education is important.
0: So did you ever um, do any conventions before you started doing a lot of the anime voice acting? Or is that a really a byproduct of the anime voice acting?
1: Definitely. Um, the cons that I did go to were to prepare me for like, our premiere in New York. So I went to like two cons in Texas that same year, last year. Um, other than that, being on Kauai, there, there isn't a con, really. There's a Japanese mm. festival, but no anime. So. And I'd have to go
0: to another island,
1: and that's just money that I
0: don't want to spend. Gotcha. That's actually not surprising since, you know, Hawaii, I know, it has a lot of Asian culture there. You're yeah. thinking that an anime combo would make sense mm-hmm. in Hawaii, so I didn't know if there was one or not. I've never actually looked into that. There's one, but it's on Oahu, the main island. Mm-hmm. I lived on the island next to it, and, you know, there
1: isn't, like, a boat or anything easy access. You have to take a plane, and that costs
0: money. <laughs> Planes <laughs> do cost money. Yes. That's, that's, that's true.
1: They don't take Pocky.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so do, do you ever... Um, so, I'm guessing that were you an anime, fan, an anime fan before you did the anime voice acting? Yeah,
1: definitely. I was, uh, in fact, it's so surreal, you know, Funimation was like my favorite dubbing company, and you know I was watching Subasa right before I came up, and then um, coming up here and it's like, whoa, you know, I can't believe I'm working for Funimation. The guys that I heard, I'm working with and telling me, you know, nice to meet you in the halls,
2: Did you ever get any kind of starstruck talking to any of the the bigger voice actors? It's embarrassing,
1: but it's, yes, (laughs) I, you know, as an anime fan, it's like one of those things you get to meet them in person, Uh and usually you meet them at cons, but I'm meeting them in the hallway kind of more casually, and, you know, I I had to remind myself to keep a professional sort of appearance, because, you know, this is, it's a job. You can't just be, like, geeking out at every little thing. I can do that in the booth all I want because it's just me and the director, mm-hmm. but like in the hallways I can't be like, oh my gosh, you're Christopher Sabat, you know, or anything like that. So I, I try to be, you know, bring out my good social skills. <laughs> good, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, what
2: what anime did you, what anime were kind of like your favorites or, did, or inspired you or anything of that nature?
1: Um... I'm totally a Kenshin fan. That was the first, uh, I say, true anime. You know, uh-huh. not like Americanized or anything. Yeah. And uh, that totally got me into like my Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I'm part Japanese, so that totally inspired me to research more and, and get into more anime and stuff relating to my culture. That's pretty
2: cool.
0: So do, you, so do you still keep on top of anime? Do you still watch like new stuff that's coming out? Or
1: um, As long as it's legal. In fact, yeah, actually, um, I'm
0: watching currently
1: uh, on the Funimation website, House of Five Leaves. It's really
0: good. Yes! Uh, I really like the fact that most of the really good stuff that actually is coming out now, that Funimation is one of the really big people spearheading, streaming like all of it. Yes. Like House of Five Leaves, Atomic the Galaxy, mm-hmm. uh, they just got Rainbow. Rainbow, yes, I heard about that.
2: I know we're both really glad that Funimation's doing that. How do you feel about that?
1: Doing the simulcasting. Yeah,
2: doing the simulcasting. I think
1: it's cool because you know, really, in the, one of the biggest problems I think, you know, are our fan subs, and fans want the things now. So the fact that the actual companies themselves are taking the time to do what the, the fan tippers would do except you know legally you can bring it to a bunch of people for free I think it's fantastic and you know they get to advertise themselves at the same time mm-hmm. so uh, it's something I wish happened sooner you know With yeah. the state of the industry right now it's I, I wish this happened sooner
0: so are you, how do you feel and I don't think you even say anything if you can't that's cool but I know that uh, Navarre is looking actually to sell off Funimation I heard about
1: that I, I really don't know anything about that I found out uh at at the con I was just at and then I ran into uh, Justin Rojas he's the head of the the Funimation blog Mm -hmm. and he and I are are buddies and he was telling me about that and I'm like oh that doesn't sound very good (laughs) you know what's all that about but yeah I I just hope that uh, everything goes well because if it doesn't
0: well Funimation is one of the last super huge major big dog I mean mm-hmm. I, I would I have no way of actually saying this for a fact but it feels like they're at least like half the anime industry in America right now
1: well considering all the dropouts that we've had yeah. I mean it's like you know it's so surreal thinking just a couple of years ago adV Geneon, Bandai you know uh, Central Park media those guys were around and you know we yeah, had a pretty big market now it's like Funimation and Ooh, really? You know,
0: there's like yeah, there's like Bandai.
1: Bandai, Bandai still does things, but like the dubs are, are hardly around. They do right. mostly subtitling, or at least that's what I thought. Um, and you know, Media Blasters is still around, but they do mostly subtitling too nowadays. Yeah. Um, and then you know, Sentai Filmworks has popped up, but uh, you know, I just hope things work out for them as well.
0: Right. And even then, just just yesterday they announced uh, there's a rumor that um, the guys who actually own, own licenses to AVA and Gainax might be separating. Really? Like. Yikes. Like, yeah, like, it's... Well, I mean, it's, it's still in the rumor territory, but people actually own the... Uh, and this is not to the TVs, but it's to the movies. Uh, the movie remakes. yes. yes. They no longer... People who actually own the license to that no longer work for Gainax, and they might have actually taken the license with them. But it's just all rumor at this point. I mean, by the time this interview ever... When we finally actually edit and get it out, this might be a completely different story, but... Mm-hmm. Well, right now it's kind of crazy that even Japan things are not so yeah, well, so rosy. Little do people know that you know
1: what happens in America actually does affect what happens in Japan. I mean, if you look at the, I mean, a good example is what comes out in each anime season in Japan. You know, there have been more fan servicey shows and things that are used. I mean, it's it's marketing, really. You know, you can, you have to use that to sell your product and like I mean. Personally, I'm not a big fan of that. I I wish more shows like you know House of Five Leaves would come right. out more often. Yeah. But I mean, the state of the industry, anime industry in general, just seems to be you kind know,
0: of shaking right now. Well, you know, I mean, and even the fan service stuff actually, while it does sell in Japan, doesn't even sell doesn't sell in America. Well,
1: barely. Um, like I heard some things like uh, like Funimation picked up Dragonaut and, and uh, was it Strike Witches. Strike Witch. I heard those did okay. That's, I'm not in marketing. I don't know how that works right. out. But as long as Funimation is still around, that's good.
2: Well, we hope Funimation stays around. well yes, for entertainment,
0: you know, stability as well as you know, mm-hmm. job security. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay. So did you? Um, so I guess did you get into uh, Soul leader before? You get no. the part, or that, that came afterwards. That came afterwards.
1: I heard about it. I watched like a few clips. People showed me. My, mm. my girlfriend showed me, like, like part of the first uh, scene where Soul beats down uh, Jack the Ripper. Gotcha. and I was thinking, "Wow, oh, wow, this is an interesting show," mm-hmm. um, but I didn't really see much beforehand. And then I researched it before the auditions, just in case. Right, um, but I didn't see. I've never seen the whole thing through. In fact, even after working on the whole show. I still don't know what goes on in certain areas, just what
0: happens in Seoul. <laughs> did you um, did you ever use that as inspiration for your voice acting? Or was it all just I mean, did you use uh, the Japanese voice actors' interpretation of oh, Seoul yes, at all? Oh yes,
1: definitely. Um, in the audition, actually, uh, they showed me that same clip the, from the first episode, and I, I was listening to Seoul's soul, voice, and it kind of caught me off guard. I was like, I didn't expect him to sound that deep, right? But I thought, okay, yeah, sure, it sounds close enough to my normal. I'll maybe just pitch it down just a little bit, add a little more roughness, and uh, see where it takes me. And I actually didn't think I was going to get Soul at all. You know, I thought I was going to get maybe another character, but uh, I like Soul. <laughs> He's cool. <laughs> he is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm I'm honored to be a part of that show.
0: Are there any shows? Was well, I guess you know. Are you going to try to bug them for a part for Five Leaves if they ever actually get to put it out in America?
1: I don't know about bug them, but I would love. I mean, I would be happy with just a small part in that. You know, I, the anime fan in me, still likes having bragging rights. Right. Um, I actually play a small part in, uh, like D Greyman Man or and uh, FMA Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. I got to, I play a, a little kid. That Ed meets and. You know, it's not a big part, but right. I get to tell my friends, I was in Full Metal Alchemist. Ha! You know? <laughs> I mean, you don't get to say that every day. Even Evangelion, you know? It's like a huge show, yeah. and I got to be a part of the director's cut, and I had one line mixed with five others. And, you know... What was your line? It had numbers in it. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, all I know is that I screwed it up too much for just one line. Um, but... Yeah, and my name ended up being in the credits, and, you know, I get to say, yeah, I was in that. What were you?
2: Just an extra. Not important, but shut up. (laughs) I'm in it. Well, uh, what what role so far has been your favorite role? I
1: don't really have a favorite role. I mean, the way I see it, when you invest in a character like that, you know, as an actor, Mm -hmm. you invest in the character that you play because you have to make him your own. You know, you have to portray him, and... You, know, you insert parts of yourself so you can relate. And in a way, like one voice actor put it, it's kind of like each character you play is your child. You can't you don't have a favorite. Mm-hmm. There are things that you like and don't like, and but overall you, you see them as equal. And so that's how it is for me. As far as like performing wise, I mean I definitely enjoy parts that I get to really act in. Like yeah. one uh, character that hardly anyone knows of is uh, Moloch and Blast Rider. Um, yeah. And you know, it's such a dark show. It was not anime, you know, mm-hmm. per se, because it was very sci-fi, bloody, and it's serious. There weren't those bulging eyeballs and sweat drops yeah. or anything. It was dark, and the, the, any humor that was there was very subtle. Um, but I got to act my heart out. And at the time, I didn't like it because that was my first role, and that essentially broke me in of any insecurities or things that I just things that I just had to get over. Um, yeah. And but if I had a chance to do a show like that again.
0: Do you have anything exciting going down the pipe, or? Yeah,
1: I just when I got in uh, to Alabama, I got a text from one of my directors saying I got the okay to talk about this. Uh, There's a show called Shikabane Hime. Yeah. Ah. And uh, I, like, the cast was announced at uh, Anime Central or something, Um, and so I'm going to be playing a character who's a friend of I think his name is Ori. Hit uh, the main male character. I'm going to be playing one of his friends. He's the perverted idiot, essentially. Ushijima.
2: I love that character. You do? I love that I'm character. That's p- almost always my favorite character in the show. Nice, <laughs> yes.
1: I'm going to be playing him. Surprisingly, because I usually get play, uh, cast as like the nicer guys and whatever. Uh-huh. I did not <laughs> <laughs> expect to get cast as the idiot pervert. Um, the cool thing was, I got to because he's kind of like, uh, I hate to say this, but like egotistical, and you know, he doesn't understand why the girls like the main character <laughs> instead of him. Um, I got the, I used one of my best friends, my childhood friends, as inspiration for that character. <laughs> so I told him that, and he's like, "Yeah, you're just lucky they didn't call me." I'm like, "Exactly, that's why I used you." So, yeah, I, I, I can't wait for that to come out. Unfortunately, I'm afraid there's going to be one line that I, I told uh, my panel uh-huh. uh, today. There was a line that was really awkward. And it was like and the director kept having me say it and I'm afraid that now that I've said that, they're gonna ask me to say that at cons. And I'm like, I don't wanna scream that. That's
2: inappropriate. <laughs> wildly inappropriate. Well we we won't ask you to scream it for no. now.
0: No, yeah. for, <laughs> for now. now yes. <laughs> Is there something you would like to scream instead in lieu of <laughs> of that line? Help me. <laughs> Do you ever wander around, like, and before you, you know, do you only get the scripts, do you ever get the scripts beforehand, Mm -mm. or is it always just at at the performance?
1: It's at the performance. Essentially, being a voice actor means that you have to be really good at cold reading. Mm So, you know, it's like, here's the script, and here's what's going on, and, you know, of course the director tells you in detail but after a while it's kind of like they kind of leave you to figure it out on your own uh, guide you but you form where the characters go on. and if, it's kind of like if you're going in the wrong direction the director uh, kind of verbally smacks you on the wrist
2: he directs I guess yeah <laughs>
1: one of my favorite things uh, Zach Bolton the director uh-huh. of Soul Leader he always says something like you know the, the director mode is you know, I want you to do this okay uh, make it a little longer alright that was good uh, make it a little shorter all right, yeah, I, I. okay, make it a little more, you know, growly and, and wet. All right, that's too much. Try it again. All right, okay, now, I want you to try that, but make it louder but softer at the same time. Okay, now make it orange. You know what? I like the first take better. You know, it, and it's so true, because that does happen occasionally.
0: But yeah. Do you ever keep, like, various, like, Character archetypes in your head, just in case, before you walk into these things. Yeah. Or? Well,
1: I mean, like uh, any stereotype, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, when you go into an audition, I, as an anime fan, unfortunately, this I think gets me into some trouble where I stereotype the character, mm. and that may take away from any new things that I could bring to the table. But in my mind, you know, as an actor, you, you know what you can and can't do. So right. I mean. If you see a character and it's like, okay, I think I can do that, so you automatically go to what you know, what you would know. Um, and usually that works because they can tweak it when you actually get cast. But um, I think the weirdest things for me is getting cast as a character that's like myself. I'm playing a character in a show like I just rec- I started recording for uh, like two days ago. And I started getting really confused because I'm using my normal voice and I'm not really, in my mind, I'm not doing much acting. But it fits the character because it's it's kind of like me. But it throws me off because it's like I'm not really doing anything different. I'm just talking. Is that okay? <laughs> you know.
0: But yeah. Well, so the other, at that's the director's the decision. Definitely,
1: yeah. And and for the character, I, if you can relate with him that much, that's mm-hmm. cool. But I mean, it really throws me for a loop because it feels like I'm. Am I just not paying attention? Am I phoning it in? I start
0: panicking. Like,
1: is I'm not doing anything different. It's me. <laughs>
0: to go in for the final stretch.
2: Why not? All
0: right. You're about to get hit with the awesome five. I need to go now. These are the <laughs> hard hitting <laughs> questions, full of journalist journalistic integrity. All right. And they're slightly
2: embarrassing. Okay.
1: <laughs> this there's a window right here. All right. Does it open?
2: Not for you. For me. For him
0: asking. Me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever. These are the most awesome questions ever. whether the awesome five. All right. I'm ready. What? Is or are your favorite candy and or sweets?
1: I prefer chocolate, if at all possible.
0: I'm not big on candy. In fact, my
1: mom sent me a bunch of Skittles. I don't know why, because I don't really care for Skittles. Um, So she said, you can just give them away to people. So today at my panel, I gave away the Skittles. Nice. Um, But uh, Michelle, who's the the head of the con, she was kind enough. She said she'd pay me in Pocky. So (laughs) I was like, yes. So uh, definitely the chocolate, not white chocolate, though.
0: No.
2: Do you have preference for milk chocolate or dark, dark chocolate? Dark, if at all possible. Excellent. Or Excellent.
0: semi-sweet. That's, that's cool, too. If you were stuck on a desert island and had to choose three tools to ensure survival... You mean Hawaii? <laughs> <laughs> I was stuck there for 18 years? Does that well, count? That, that's true. That's, I never considered that when I wrote this question. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a desert island that's been abandoned. Abandoned, okay. And three. Three tools, tools to ensure survival. The entire internet,
1: my computer, and any cables that I would need for electronic devices,
0: because <laughs> I can order whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, let's that.
0: that could work. That works. What project that you have worked on would most benefit by the inclusion of giant robots?
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> Mo- like, the story would be better if they had giant robots yeah. in them.
2: Or maybe the show would just be more awesome. Yeah. Like... <laughs> maybe we
1: we'll go in. <laughs> yeah, I? Uh, yeah, I was like, wait, Blast Rider already has sci-fi elements. Soul Eater, uh, heck no. I mean, they had the golems. That I guess that counts. Uh, Sergeant
0: Frog, but they have the model
1: guns. No, uh, I don't know.
0: So you, so you say you've ordered two. I or you've ordered. It already has giant robots. So well, not necessarily
1: d- giant robots, but I mean things, sci-fi elements like right. that. So it's. Uh, Uh Yeah, no, I have no idea. Okay,
0: okay. Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> that would be that would improve with uh, giant I have, robots. I have no idea. Alright. Some say that one can judge society by the monsters that they create. What would your monster be? I don't need to create a monster, I'm a monster enough as it <laughs> is. <laughs> Then finally, how many awesomes out of awesome are you? I don't... I... <laughs> what? <laughs> so, these are hard-hitting questions, man. Like, <laughs> we get straight to the point. Okay. None yeah. of the heart matters. Yeah. How awesome are
1: you? Well, you're talking to a pessimist, so for me, that, I don't even complete the first aim. I don't know. I think, you've, I think you have the awesome in you. I don't know. Well, I mean, like, people say I'm awesome, but I mean, for me, I live my life, and I think it's pretty, you know, lifey. You know, nothing really out of the ordinary. So, I'm a bad judge. You know, you're your you're own you're worst critic and the worst judge of yourself. So, I can't say. People say I'm awesome, so maybe I am, maybe I'm not. I don't know. I'll leave that to them.
0: Then, finally, if you could leave some lasting words to the studio audience at home, what would they be?
1: Do your best in life and live life to to the
0: fullest. All right. Well, thank you very much so much for talking with us. Thank you.
1: Thanks for listening to me ramble. (laughs) (laughs) And
0: we are out.